What's going on, friends? Welcome to the new podcast, The Happy Grind Movement. My name is Jackson Desjardins. And I'm Tracy Desjardins. And together, we're a mother-son duo dedicated to helping you find solutions to unwanted habits that are holding you back from becoming your super self. Jackson and I know what it feels like to be overweight, frustrated, and stuck. But we also know how to get lean, get confident, and rock your best life. Together, we're going to get real and give you the tools you need to live fully aligned with who you want to be at any age. As former personal trainers, we believe that while fitness is one part of being a healthy badass, it's not the only part of true wellness in this life. Building your super self is a grind. Together, we're going to help you grind happy. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. I am joined, as usual, by my mother, Tracy D. How are we doing, Mama? We're doing really good, Jack. How are you? I am doing fantastic. And that's not something my YouTube channel would know because I have not been there for a bit. And I want to just make sure you guys know that I am coming back. It's going to more than likely be in the next in, in the next probably two weeks. Um, I I just I needed a break. As I as I told you guys before, I hit 50k and I just wanted to give myself a mental break, allow myself to figure some back end stuff out. But um, there's no doubt that I have gotten a little comfortable. And that is why we wanted to make this episode for you today, because we want to talk about the comfort zone trap, not just as it re- as it relate relates to fitness and weight loss, but also to like, you know, new habits or just life in general. You know, we're, we are, we often get so comfortable and uh, believe it or not, it's one of the more crippling things. So mom, I want to ask you, um, what really is the comfort zone trap in your opinion? Yeah. You know what? It's so funny. I wasn't prepared for you to throw that question at me right out of the fence here, but I, I love that because you asking me that question right there, put me under the gun, like, okay, what's my automatic response? And the comfort zone trap to me is a way to stay super safe. Even if you want to try something more, yeah, it's a way to stay super safe. And it can be, it can be debilitating emotionally. Well, I think it's interesting how we end up there, right? Like, so take me, it's like, I've, I've, I've been grinding. I've been, I've been making all these YouTube videos, for, you know, getting to 50K after a few years. and. I wanted to just stop for a second because I was like, I need to just, it was only going to be a week originally, but it's funny because um, how I stopped YouTube is very similar to the comfort zone trap in the sense that I thought that I was just going to be taking a pit stop, right? But I kind of made it my primary residency for the past like month, month and a half, right? So I, I think that it applies to life just like it applies to me. So when, when, when you get comfortable and you get in, you, you get in your own space, and I, I think how this applies to everybody is it doesn't just have to be from one habit to another. It doesn't have to be through fitness. It's like we all have a choice to get comfortable a lot. And you'd be surprised how unhappy your comfort zone really makes you. I think, I think it, it, it kind of in the moment, it tricks you to think that, oh man, you're comfortable. This is what you want. This makes you happy because it minimizes the risk and the fear of trying new things and failing, right? But um, take it from me, guys. Like I will be back to YouTube soon. And it's because this comfort zone trap is just like, it's, it's not, it's not a place I like to be. I'm not challenged. I'm not, uh, it's it, you, you can come to a complete halt by getting a little bit too comfortable. Can I use myself as an example of there? Course. What you just said, and this is really, really great. So I've been in fitness for gosh, more than I've been alive for over Doing 30 what? years, Doing I'm what? teaching fitness classes. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, moved into personal training and all that stuff, but fitness because of the extreme validation that I got from the people that I trained made me very, very comfortable. And it was almost like... 
Really? I, you know, yeah, yeah. It was just what I knew that I did well. I loved it and I still love it, but it became very, very comfortable to me. It was almost like um, the challenge started, started to, I don't know, maybe get a little stale. And there were little avenues that I branched out in learning this new format and teaching that new format. But nonetheless, I was still in the comfort zone of fitness when I had a very deep desire to write a book on the problems with dieting and to dive into a health coach platform. But I, it scared me. And so I stayed super safe and I convinced myself, well, I'm just going to work in fitness full time. So, so perhaps it was what was more familiar to you yes. was your it comfort was zone. I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah. the, it's the same concept as like, you know, uh, a training style for somebody like, you know, bringing it back to fitness guys. Uh, like I, I, I could say the same thing about me. I've been running a push pull legs split in the gym for so long. It's been years, like three, four years, maybe that I've been doing that. And it's, uh, I've been thinking about doing a full body split and what's been holding me back is just, it's so unfamiliar. Like the volume is there. I'm, I'm hitting big core compound lifts multiple th- times a week, three times a week. You know, the bang for the buck is there, but it's so unfamiliar to me that I'm like, ah, even though it's less work, more results, it's like, ah, but I'm so used to doing a push pull leg split, you know? And, uh, that's just a very much smaller example. And I didn't mean to interject there, but you no, know, you, know you get comfortable. I, I'd love to give another example. As I he- listen to you talk about fitness. I was, uh, I taught spin classes for a really long time. I love spin classes, but I was intrigued about biking outdoors and doing a 100 seagull century. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And I'm not, well, okay. I used to believe I'm not an endurance athlete, like endurance type sports, like you in swimming, you were a sprinter. If I swam, I would have been a sprinter as well. Uh, Yeah. I had enough people tell me that. So I believed it, but I definitely resonated more with all out sprints. Well, the thought of riding a hundred miles on a road bike to me, it's more mental. was scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And that was completely outside of my comfort zone. Whereas a spin class, a 45 minute spin class, that was totally in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So that was an example of how I thought, you know, I really want to do that. And I took little steps in training to get there, which is something that we're going to kind of talk about here coming up. Well, I want to I want to ask you this, and just to kind of keep this conversation moving for all of our friends and listeners, right? Um, wh- I I think where does the the comfort zone come from? Like what? Like why do we choose to stay there? I mean, I I, I guess for me, I think um, of course you know it's 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 in the name, right? I mean, it's comfortable. And I think the reason it's comfortable and you want to stay there is because it minimizes the, the risk of failure or the, the risk of shame, because I think shame is, it really is the bottom line for people not to try things. Cause if you fail and now there's shame associated with that, nobody wants shame. That's right. I would, I would say, I would say shame is probably the most detrimental emotion. I'd I'd say it's top three, top five, for sure. The comfort zone is like guaranteed safety. I'm going to stay in this lane and I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And that provides a level of comfort. You know, the the risk is minimal. You know what to expect. I mean, your brain is trying trying to keep yeah. you safe. And I think that that's why we gravitate toward the comfort zone. It's not your fault. It's you are you are primed to 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 do so. Your body is true. Your brain is trying to keep you safe, comfortable, and and being able to minimize risk. Minimize risk and, you know, avoid fear, avoid putting ourselves out there and, and becoming vulnerable. And I think a lot of this too has to do with our past. If we've experienced 
for me, embarrassment is huge. Like yeah. there have been things I've tried Shame, in the past. Right. That, you're embarrassed, like, you're yeah, shameful. Like feeling embarrassed and humiliated, making an ass out of myself. That's like one of my number one things. Like still to this day, I still try to sit with that and look at that. Like, what is the big deal? You know? But our past can kind of sort of leave us stuck a little bit. And oh gosh, I don't want to feel like that again. So I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to keep doing this thing because I know I do it well. It's a sure thing, and I'm going to be safe. I'm not fun- going to. I'm not going to feel any pain. I have a funny thing to say about that. It's a totally, totally elementary example that is silly and stupid, but it's it, it, it is the the third way, the the third grade way for me to explain this. When I was in college, we were we were going to uh, Martin's, which is a grocery store in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I went to James Madison University, as most most of you guys know, and I was there with my buddy Cole and Vinny. And we, you know, have you ever, you know, we've all done it, whether we're kids or adults doing it. Um, we, we've we've been on a cart and we've jumped on the back of it and then ridden it, right? Where you where you you like you like jump on it, you 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 start running with it, jump on the back, and then you Father just ride still it, right? Does that. Oh yeah, I mean, I I I do it too, <laughs> but I did it one time at school, and guys, this is stupid, but just listen, I, I did it at school one time and absolutely ate shit. I never like, heard the story. And I, by the I was way. in Martin's, I busted my thumb. I still have a, I still have a scar on my thumb, and it Funny was how uh, I never heard that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Why would you? But it's uh, so I I I ate it absolutely ate it. My friends are laughing at me. P- p- people in the store are are looking over and being like, "Oh my god, they like, this is out? really a college town." No, 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 no. But um, oh yeah. I mean, my 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 groceries fell on me. Oh. It was great. And uh, and then for like a year after that, I was I never I never tried it again until recently. I I, I I'm like, yeah, it's back. you know what? Mofo's. I'm doing it. I'm 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 gonna do it. And if I if I eat shit again, I'm willing to accept that. But. Yeah, I mean, I I could have just said nope, never doing that again, right? I mean, it's I know it's stupid, but it really there's so many things that can apply to this, and um, like I said, I think that we stay there because it comes from a place of fear, and I think that most people, more people, live in fear than live in opportunity, um, and that that is big facts, right? Um, I think that we're capable of a lot more than we think. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't say that as like a motivational speaker or some shit. I say that as like the, the David Goggins esque, like I, I think of what David Goggins has done. He's ran all these ultra marathons and all this, all this craziness within a span of like a couple, like a couple months or something like that. And when I, when I am doing something difficult, I always think like, if this mofo can do that, like, of course I can do whatever the hell I'm trying to do physically, at least. Right. It's a different thing when you're going into unfamiliar ground, but, um, I want to take you guys back and then I want my mom to, to give an example. Um, I want to take you back to before I've, I've, I've told this story before, but when I was, when I was in fifth grade, I was not an athletic kid, never really was. I mean, I was okay at, at some sports, but I was never really great at anything. Um, like ba- I tried basketball, I did football, I did baseball. I mean, I did it all, but I wasn't really great. And I didn't see myself. My identity wasn't an, an athletic person, right? I had athletic friends. I was not one of them, right? So I, I, I played a lot of music. I did a lot of stuff that I liked and uh, being athletic wasn't really one of them. But then I had a, my, my best friend, Grant, his, his mother was talking to my mother about swimming. And I saw, I always saw Grant going to swim practice. And I was like, there was even like shame associated with me that I wasn't going to practice of some kind for athletic things. Cause that's what I was supposed to do. Right. And I remember trying swimming and you guys have heard, heard this story before. It was like, I, I always saw swimmers and I was like, no, 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 I'm not one of these guys. Like these guys are obviously the athletic kind. I am not one of them. Uh, there's no way I would be able to keep up with them. They're lean. I'm chunky. Like I'm not, I'm there. There's no way. And I remember my first practice, I got in the water and it was so hard. It was so horrible. And I will stand by this. 
forever. I don't care what athlete you are. I think, you know, soccer player can probably play football. A football player can probably play rugby, but uh, neither of you can just jump in a, j- jump in a pool and, uh, and, and do what a swimmer does. And that's big facts. I would fight about it, but <laughs> no, yeah. but so I remember jumping in and my, I got my ass kicked and it was horrible. And I mean, I remember being, being in fifth grade and like tears filling up my goggles because I was swimming and it sucked so bad. And I felt like such a piece of crap. And, uh, and then afterwards I got in the car, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not going back. And she's like, you're going back. So I went back and then I went on to become a very, 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 very good swimmer that I I never, I never knew. So you went back to practice yeah, and that was a step in yeah, the direction right. yep. of learning, learning how to become a competitor. And where was it not? It was not in my comfort zone. If, if I would have said, no, I'm not doing that again, that was really uncomfortable. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. What would I not have found out? I'm a great swimmer. Okay. So let's just take this a little step forward. So I remember you in swimming, you had a relay at the end of that summer where you and three other guys, you killed it and you won it for the team. Now, that was several months after that first experience in the pool with Grant with the goggles fogging up and you hated it. And I said, no, you're going back. And you did go back. But what happened between that practice and when you ran, when you swam that relay and, and you, your team won? I'll tell you exactly what, what it was. I put my, I, I, had a, I had a coach, Craig, at the time. He wasn't necessarily the, the, the coach of the Elks, but I remember meeting him and I remember, ta- I remember seeing him coach the other swim team cast. And, uh, I remember he was like, his big thing was like, was like, take your head, like place your head on the block before you get in the pool. And his point by that was, he was like, leave your ego at the door. Uh, it, it has no place here. And when I, when I got in the water from, from then on, it was, I I accepted the fact of where I was and I, I was, I, I had no shame about being a beginner. That, that would, that was the, the huge thing. I put down the shame of not being good at that shit yet. And that was, that was what allowed me to make progress instead of trying to be where all those other people who've been doing it for years were. You could make a bumper sticker out of what you just said. No shame in being a beginner. Big facts. I mean, I, I, had, I, had, to, I had to adopt That's the beginner's, be, beginner's mindset. Right. I think going through life with a beginner's mindset in, every, in everything you do is like the one path to making huge, huge strides. Okay. I need to throw out this amazing example. Shout out to my fellow friend instructor, Susan Pitsenberger, Olympia Fitness in Salisbury, mm-hmm. Maryland. Okay. This is like so real. She and I were having a conversation recently about, hey, how can we invite and get more members to come in and try our classes? And both of us have heard members say, hey, as soon as I get fit, I'm going to come and take your class. And she and I were like, oh my gosh, that's, that's just so not how it is. You come in, you take a baby step, which is showing up, and you just start doing the movement. You don't have to stay for the whole class. You just give it a try. You give yourself that experience of being in there and doing what you can. Build that so momentum. No, no shame in coming in there and just giving it a try as a beginner. So we really had just such a, a powerful discovery and discussion around that because we have heard that in fitness a lot. And if anybody's hearing this, like, you know, don't be afraid to go in and, and try a new activity of fitness. Like you're interested in it, you know, getting on a bike, going and taking a class. Um, in other words, gentlemen, it's okay if you're not benching 135 yet. It's okay. I got one for you though. You ready? You've been talking about uh, jujitsu mm-hmm. for how long now? It's it's been a while. It hasn't been a priority for me recently, but uh, I've I've been talking about getting into it for a, for a plethora of reasons. So, how do you think you'd feel if you walk into 
a class. It's a great with, question. With a bunch of other guys in there, your age, more experienced than me. They look my like, ass. Exactly. They mm-hmm. got. They have that look on their face. You know what? I, you know what I've said though. I've been very aware of that, and that's actually one of the main reasons why I wanted to do jujitsu and why I will do it by the end of this year for sure. Uh, it's it's because I I have said this. You can ask my my, my girlfriend Chloe. I I said I want to get my ass kicked by a girl. I want that humbling experience. <laughs> I want it. Like I want to go in there completely without my ego, not have to say anything and just get my ass kicked and learn as much as I effing can. That's my big thing, right? Um that I it's more of a humbling experience Why than a girl? anything. What exactly what I just said. I want to get my ass kicked by a girl. Why like, not a guy? Because we have all there's of course being raised and uh you know oh you know you got beat by a girl that that all that that kind of thing like oh naturally i'm supposed to be stronger than kind of like how like stuff you've taken my class and i've kicked your ass a bit is it kind of it's a little different because i'm your mom it's very different because we're (laughs) because not only that we're talking about combat right like this this is i want to know that this girl in here if if we got on the floor and she was and we were we were having an altercation she would kill me because she would put me out. I want that humbling experience. Why? Miss congeniality, Why? Sandra Why? Bullock. Yeah, right. Well, it's it, it's for nothing else. Just aside from you know, you're really you're really just not that cool, man. You're really you're really just not. It's it's an ego thing for me. Like I just want to set it down, and I just want to I want to learn. And if if nothing else, I just want to let that be the the catalyst for me dropping my ego. Well, as you know a whole. what? You're the fact that you can describe that. You're in that place where you can go in there and you're prepared and you have the confidence to go in there and there is no shame in being a beginner. But a lot of people really do struggle with the fear of being a beginner. And Well, I just said I have with swimming, remember? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about taking baby steps. That's the solution. That really is the solution for everybody that's listening right now. And okay, well, we understand this, you know, and all that we know we're afraid. What do we do about it? And it's the concept of taking baby steps forward. Let me give you an example. I explained how I've been in fitness forever. Mm -hmm. I have wanted to write a book for women for a very, very long time. And I was postponing, postponing. And I believed I wasn't skilled enough to write, didn't do this, didn't want to do that. You know, I still wanted to. It was, I had this yearning to write a book. And so one day I'd had it. I said, okay, I'm going to take one foot out of my comfort zone and just, I'm going to take 30 minutes before I leave for work here. And I'm going to write my outline. No pressure. I'm just going to write my outline and see what happens. That baby step Mm -hmm. led me to a feeling like I kind of like this outline. The next day I wrote an idea for a chapter one, baby step. And then more baby steps. I started to produce something that felt good to me. Then I hired a coach. Then I got a publisher and it just kind of happened, but I didn't like get the publisher the day that I decided to write the book. And yeah, what I love about that is if if you're like me, Right. It's very hard to just go do something without the end in mind. Right. So, for example, like it's hard to not, you know, let's say, I don't know, start a YouTube channel, start, start, start a business and not think about, well, you know, I want to plan for 10 years from now. I want to plan for five years from now. But when you just allow yourself to just focus on right now, like what she's saying, she wasn't focused on chapter 17 or 12. When she was on, when when she was just writing the intro or like that that first paragraph, you know what I mean? Um, that's massive. When you just allow yourself to uh, so, be there, yeah. So to challenge our listeners right now, what's something you're you're in a comfort zone with something related to you and your life? What is something that perhaps you've wanted to do, mm-hmm. whether it be change jobs, 
form a new habit, lose some weight, start eating better, and why is it try a new activity. What would that thing be that you're like, yeah, I really want to do that thing, but it's so daunting and scary. What is a baby step mm-hmm. that you could do right now? And why, I mean yeah. a little, a little mm-hmm. tiny thing. Yeah. And I, I like, like, why is it important to you? I would first ask yourself that question. Like, why is this actually important to me? Right. Because if it keeps whispering to mm-hmm. you, there's something there. And there's, there's a difference between like a whisper and like a shove. You know, and uh, when I say shove, I mean like a lot of us are, are extrinsically motivated by a lot of things. Like, oh, I just I, I want this car, man. I want this sports car. I want it so bad. It's like, no, you don't. That that's 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 not actually what you want. What you want is 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 validation from others. So, what's something that you actually want? Right? Do you want to wear certain things just because you f- you feel good in them and you feel like you are in line with who you want to be? Um, and that's why you want to lose some weight, right? Um, is, is your pride on the line? Like, is something going on? But what's, I, I love what she's saying here is just like, take one thing, one little teeny little thing. Can you get 10,000 steps today? Can you just go, go out, go out and walk for an hour and a half, get 10,000 steps? Can I add on to that? Yeah. Then after you do walk the 10,000 steps or 5,000 steps, if you're leading a very sedentary lifestyle, mm-hmm. 3,000 steps, give yourself the gift of recognizing how do you feel after. Don't move on to the next thing. Don't rush, rush, rush. Give yourself the gift of like, huh, what am I noticing now? Man, I just accomplished this step. And recognize those wins. Yeah. Because the small ones lead to bigger ones down the road. Yeah. But you can't get to the bigger ones without recognizing the smaller ones. I have personally learned that in my life. And huge leaps are not what you need. And I know I'll speak for myself and probably a lot of the the gentlemen out there. It's so easy to want to just jump into something and just take a massive leap instead of taking a small one because we want it now. We want results now. We're unwilling to be patient. And if you want one word for health and fitness, it's just patience, guys. Yeah. So it's like, Start with one little thing, one tiny thing, and then let that give you the momentum to, to add something to it later, right? You can't like jump to the top of the staircase. You have to take one step at a time, or you can skip a step every, every other step if you want, if you really want to go aggressive, but you can't jump to the top. You and can't can do I it. can I just validate that that small step is enough? Yeah, wicked. I it's more like, than enough. Because, you know, let's just kind of break down. I used to think that it wasn't enough. I had to accomplish something huge for that to really be valid mm-hmm. or for it to be a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. do you hear my ego? Whereas me writing that outline, it was priceless. It taught me so much because that was enough. And I felt amazing when I just brainstormed on paper. Yeah. That's my example. But, yeah. You know, somebody else will have their own about a small step forward. So I think the bottom line and the message we want to leave you here today uh, with is going to be happiness does not, you, it, it does not um, subside, subside, reside in your comfort zone. It actually re- resides right outside of it. Not, not crazy far out of it. Not like massively crazy far. It can. But I'm telling you, your happiness and your own belief in yourself, your own momentum, your own fulfillment, like it literally is just living one decision outside of, of your comfort zone. Because guess what? You, if you do those a lot and you constantly make those decisions that are just barely outside of your comfort zone, I'd rather see that every single day versus one that's way out of your comfort zone, right? I'd love to see that. That was a great way to sum that up, really. Well, I think that we've Really, I, I hope that we have kind of gotten you guys on the right path here. And if, if you are perhaps like me, and guys, I want to be really authentic with you, right? It's like, I have found myself being stuck in a comfort zone that has not been serving me. And 
there are so many things that I want to do that sometimes it cripples you from taking any action on anything, right? You and I keep having to remind ourselves of that. It's not like, oh, Jackson and Tracy, well, they they figured it out and they're rocking and rolling with it. I mean, like... I got a lot of shit I'm figuring out, guys. Don't you think? Yeah, we have a lot of deep talks and God knows I have mine. Yeah, so Um, just just remember, don't don't forget that everything you want is just, just outside of that comfort zone. And we're right there with you. Absolutely. So on that note, we will plan on seeing you guys in the next episode. We appreciate you. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And as usual, we're going to leave you like we leave you every single episode. Let's keep getting better together. And keep grinding happy. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out. <laughs>